Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for coming sort of very early in the morning and have an early start. My name is Axel Kalinowski. I'm from the London Stock Exchange. I'm responsible for our, our activities in Central Europe and Southern Europe. And as such, I have the pleasure to meet shipping companies um, from the region to discuss what the options are from a capital markets perspective, both on the equity as well as on the debt side. And we're, of course, very honored to partner now for the 14th time with Nicola, uh, Nicolas and the team, um, which is a magnificent event. And we are very happy to see it back in a physical form and shape again and sort of be able to meet people face to face. Over the next few minutes, um, I wanted to give you just a very brief overview of what's happening from a capital markets perspective. Generally, um, not easy times, um, but also more specifically what's happening in the, in the sector. So if you bear with me, I'll try to keep it light and not go into uh, you know, too many sort of uh, numbers. Um, but feel free to sort of touch base afterwards with me and or us at the London Stock Exchange. We're always very happy to sort of engage and have conversations how we can work together or help your business um, sort of grow further. It's not just a building um, here in London anymore. It's, it's really a global infrastructure business. So some of you might may be aware that um, last year the London Stock Exchange merged with a business called Refinitiv, which is one of the largest financial data companies in, in the world. Um, so that means that about 50% of, of our workforce is now based in Asia, for instance. 30% um, of our revenues are generated in North America. Um, we have 25,000 employees. The London Stock Exchange is listed on the London Stock Exchange. Um, so, so we will put our money where our mouth is. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a very exciting institution. Even though it's a very old institution, it's a very dynamic, fast-growing institution. And equally, it's over those 300 years, it has basically built an extensive network across the globe. Um, with institutional investors, and I think that's where the real opportunity is. Help you tap into that network and use it to fund your growth. So, where are we from a capital markets perspective? Um, obviously, as of right now, capital markets are challenging, and we've seen sort of a correction after a period of after a long period of great success. Um, sort of where year to year billions of dollars were being raised. In fact, last year, for instance, when you look at 2021, which was the first year after Brexit, um, year um, sort of after the pandemic, etc., we had our best year in the last 13 years. So, so it shows that um, capital markets are open, are open for whether, whether you're in a boom period or even in a sort of um, more challenging period. So last year we had 126 IPOs. This year we are at over 30 IPOs, so the, the IPO market has sort of slowed down. Um, investors are currently um, more cautious and sort of risk-averse. Risk but when we look at equity markets and equally um, institutional investors, they always look ahead. So, um, so the question is not where are we right now, the question is where are we going to be, for instance, um, next year at the same point of time. Um, and from that point of view, I think, you know, this sector is very well positioned. I mean, we have seen, uh, you know, pricing sort of go through the roof. Um, we see a fair amount of sort of equity capital markets activity. Um, and I think one aspect that is often misunderstood uh, is that London is not just about sort of large companies um, accessing capital markets. When you look at the universe of companies that we have listed in London, we have around 2,000 companies uh, listed in London. Um, 
a good chunk of them, so I'd say over 50% are actually small to medium-sized businesses. So we have a very, very deep market for medium-sized and smaller businesses um, as well, which is often overlooked. It's one of the reasons why we have, for instance, over 100 uh, North American companies listed in London. Um, they feel that um, to get the kind of attention that they deserve, um, the US markets are a little bit more challenging if you're not a billion dollar plus. Um, so they feel that London is a, is a good market to come here and sort of raise capital and help them on, on the growth journey. So, so th that's one point that I would sort of uh, point out to you. A second point that I would like to mention is um, the topic of sustainability. Obviously that's a big topic that impacts the sector quite substantially. Um, and it's a topic that um, is also at the forefront of where our current thinking is. So, so we see a clear, clear signs that the institutional investors are adopting very much sort of a filter of um, not only how much return will I make when I make an investment, but also what impact is my return um, making. So, so I think there's a great opportunity for this sector you know, to, to play into this and, and sort of um, lead the transition. And we, we at the London Stock Exchange have, ah, the presentation is here. We, we at the London Stock Exchange have um, positioned ourselves to help support companies on the journey. So um, we ourselves have committed to, uh, the, as a business to commit ourselves to net zero sort of targets. But equally, we have created um, different initiatives to help companies support um, the transition. <clears throat> so one initiative on the equity side, for instance, is the green economy mark, so where we help companies um, um, achieve uh, greater prestige and recognition with institutional investors by achieving certain sort of um, green revenue sort of targets, if you want, and then they, they get awarded a green economy mark. Uh, and as another aspect which I think is particularly interesting um, uh, in, this, in this sector um, is, is on the fixed income side. So. Um, Lano has been very active on the fixed income side. We, we have created a market which allows for um, low cost, um, high speed, uh, low documentation sort of uh, burden on the international securities market, which basically <coughs> allows companies to, um, without any f sort of too much hassle, um, issue fixed income um, securities. And it's quite interesting to what extent you can use this fixed income securities. For instance, during the COVID period, we, um, we had a bunch of sort of COVID bonds being um, sort of issued, um, which helped um, companies that were particularly hit, whether it's airlines, whether it's hotel businesses, etc., sort of get through the crisis. But equally, um, there are, for instance, a class of securities that are available, um, and they could be very interesting, I think, for, for this sector, um, which we call the transition bonds, <coughs> which basically allows businesses um, to raise uh, debt um, to be used to help the business transition to, let's say, greater efficiency. So um, have, for instance, vessels um, that are more environmentally friendly. Um, if you're looking uh, for funding for that, uh, transition bonds can be um, quite an interesting sort of option um, to use. So I would encourage you to look into that. Um, and plus uh, many other sort of options that exist on the sustainability front. So I just wanted to mention that that's a, that's a very big um, sort of topic for us. <coughs> and then maybe we can, ah yes, wonderful. Um, so yeah, here just a, a little sort of map of where we are across the globe. So we have around 70 offices across the world. Um, I think it takes too much time to go, to, to go into this uh, data now. 
I think uh, this is quite interesting. So here you, you have um, just an overview um, in terms of capital raising um, sort of um, activity since 2010 in, in, in the shipping sector. Uh, and you can see that actually uh, 2020, 2021 have actually been super active years. Even this year, which, uh, which has been challenging for a lot of different sectors, we've seen a, a fair amount of sort of activity in, in this space. So that highlights um, the possibilities that exist um, for companies. Here in um, sort of the largest, so this presentation will be available for download later on, so um, you know, anyone who wants to take more time to go through it, because I think I would, I would take too much time to go through all the slides now. Um, but uh, it's, it will be available online. Um, allow me to jump to um, some of the um, case studies that we have, sort of um, successful companies that have actually come to market. I think uh, two more recent um, examples include Taft and Oceanic, um, which has been very successful in sort of um, tapping into the second-hand vessel market and, you know, um, playing the market very well and, and, you know, being very successful with that and having, you know, raised a significant amount of capital. In fact, um, it's quite an interesting sort of case study because Yes, they raised money um, at the point of IPO, but what's, what's interesting is that they've been continuing to raise money um, pretty much every single year. So they raised money in 2018, um, so the IPO, but then they raised money the year after 2018, 2019, and then again 2021, raised money twice. So since the IPO into the market four times um, to raise money and, and sort of take advantage of opportunities that exist in the market. So, so that's, that's, that's a great example of a company that has sort of built relations with an institution investor base, which, um, you know, the business is using, that's actually the wrong slide, um, that which the business is using um, to, to make investments and, and use those relationships to access capital on a permanent, on a continuous basis. Um, Taylor Maritime, uh, many of you will, will be aware, um, raised a lot of money at IPO, over $200 million. Um, and is right now, um, as of just um, a few days ago, announced um, sort of the potential acquisition of a US-listed grind dog shipping, um, NASDAQ-listed business for $500 million. <clears throat> so again, a great example of a business um, that sort of came to market, tapped institutional investors, performed, met the milestones that it communicated um, from the get-go, and now can go on and sort of execute on its next stage of evolution, potentially buying now another business, which is a substantial business. So, so congratulations to both companies for you know executing so well, and that's just to highlight what what is possible in this space. So, with that being said, um, I might be um, just have a few minutes left. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, with that being said, please um, take us up on the offer to you know engage with us. Um, we are quite friendly, I swear. Um, <laughs> Uh, very happy to have conversations with you and see how we can uh, work together and, and sort of think about the long term. Um, because capital markets are essentially about the long term. It's about building relationships which last over decades. I mean, our, our, our longest listed client is a business called, it's not from the shipping space, um, even though we ourselves trace our history to, to ship to the shipping sector itself. But our longest listed client is a, co a company called Antofagasta, so they've been listed um, for over 130 years on our markets. It's actually a family-owned business uh, still, uh, plus institutional investors, but, but originally a family-owned business. 
So yeah, so the opportunity is there. Please feel free to reach out and I look forward to you know, shaking hands uh, during, during the day. Thank you very much. Thank you.